If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, we're starting with Nanaimo. The more we hear about Nanaimo, it sounds like they've got a lot of issues going on. They sure do, and you can count on the mayor of Nanaimo, Leonard Krobe, to tell us all about it. For a, you know, He's a former NDP MLA. You think he might have a nice word to say about the provincial government from time to time, but he doesn't. Uh, he certainly serves his community well in speaking out because he gets a lot of attention. Here he is this week, the problem with uh, heart attack treatment in Nanaimo. And he says, uh, hey, we're like a third world country here in Nanaimo in terms of cardiac care. You don't get the kind of first class treatment you do down there in Victoria. He says the dividing line between first class and third world cardiac care is the Malahat, that big uh, drive uh, south of uh, Nanaimo between Nanaimo and Victoria. He says that... uh, heart attack patients in Nanaimo aren't getting the kind of care they should be getting. Uh, They're going to have to go to Victoria to get the care and it puts their lives at risk. So fairly Mm -hmm. another outspoken performance by Leonard Crowe. Okay. And so what exactly is he talking about? What kind of care? Yeah. So there's a group of people in Nanaimo, doctors and community leaders who've all banded together to lobby the provincial government for a particular kind of cardiac treatment. So thanks to them for explaining it because I had to look it up. But catheterization lab. So when you have a heart attack, a serious one, the key is do they get your arteries open and the blood going the right way fast enough? 90 minutes, you're starting to get death of the heart muscle tissue. Well, so there isn't a lab to do that, to catheterize the arteries and open them up in Nanaimo. The nearest one is in Victoria. Victoria is 100 kilometers away, and with the traffic on the island highway these days, uh, it's going to take you longer than 90 minutes to get there. So that's the basic point. They need one of those labs in Nanaimo. They say that for the size of population around Nanaimo and the North Island, It's the largest community in Canada without easy access to that kind of lab. They want one. It's not cheap. Simi, $150 million is their estimate. Uh, Local hospital uh, foundation says they'll help pay for it. But basically, they're saying to uh, Victoria, give us one. Uh, We need it. Lives are at risk in Nanaimo. And uh, I think you put this together with two or three other issues that uh, Mayor Krogh has been leading on crime, uh, homeless encampments, ferry service, and you'd say uh, <laughs> there there are opposition members in British Columbia that don't do as good a job of holding the government to account as the former NDP MLA, now mayor of Nanaimo. Because he was also doing it recently and talking about the public safety yep. issue. Yeah, he no, got a absolutely. lot of traction on that yeah. one. He does. And I mean, we go to him because he's an experienced politician, very eloquent, very outspoken. And, you know, it's it's interesting to contrast him because, of course, 
Vancouver Island is almost entirely represented in the legislature by new Democrats, uh, cabinet ministers and MLAs. There's, uh, there's uh, Adam Olson, the Green from Saanich, but otherwise it's NDP territory. And yet you will search the public record in vain for any NDP MLAs or cabinet ministers speaking publicly about their government's failings on crime, housing prices, affordability, public safety downtowns, ferry service, health care. Uh, and then there's Leonard Crowe. And he's kind of a one man. As I said, I, there are opposition members or supporters on the island who speak out too. But I have to say, uh, <clears throat> if every mayor in British Columbia, and there are some that are effective at speaking out about the provincial government, but Leonard Krogh is unusual. He is not uh, afraid of his own political base in Nanaimo. He was handily reelected last year. And I think he just says, I'm going to whack him and I'm going to get some attention and get some coverage. And who knows, uh, maybe the provincial government will smarten up. And the next thing you know, there'll be a press conference in Nanaimo with Health Minister Adrian Dix delivering the catheterization lab that heart patients in Nanaimo need. I wonder what the reaction is, though, in the government to hearing one of their former colleagues do this. <laughs> well, they kind of grumble about it privately, you know, and they go, oh, you know, Leonard is still bitter about blah, blah, blah. And, they, and, and the bitterness that's attributed to him, and I don't think it is bitterness, actually. I think it's a mayor doing his job. But privately, the New Democrats say, well, you know, when uh, John Horgan came in as, as premier, he didn't appoint Leonard Krogh to cabinet. And Leonard had been around a long time as an MLA. Well, that's true. He didn't. <clears throat> and then they say, you know, Leonard thought he was going to become Speaker of the Legislature under John Horgan. And then the New Democrats went out and recruited a, a disgruntled liberal, Daryl Plekis, and made him Speaker. So they attribute this privately to bitterness. As I said, I don't think that's what drives Leonard Krogh. I think it's about stepping into the job of mayor. He was asked to run for mayor in Nanaimo, Simi, when the Nanaimo council was bitterly divided and dysfunctional. He resigned his seat in the legislature. He went to Nanaimo. He won handily. And he's done a very good job of turning that uh, council around. So, you know, I think... Uh, I can see why NDP backbenchers don't speak out against their own government. I assume from time to time they do rattle the cages of cabinet ministers in, in caucus, but it is something else to see uh, just a, a former MLA, now mayor, uh, regularly holding the government's feet to the fire on legitimate issues that are affecting his community. Here's something we haven't talked about in a long time, Vaughn, and that's COVID. Yeah, COVID. So, Simi, as you know, I uh, collect uh, files and reports on paper, and they pile up in my office, and eventually... Oh, I've seen it. I'm surprised <clears> we can worry. find you. Yeah, and I, eventually I worry about the floor collapsing because of the weight of paper inside it. Stacks and stacks of stuff on COVID, and I'm looking at it over the summer and going, yeah, maybe time to start chucking this stuff out, put it in the shredder and into recycling. And then I start looking at the headlines, and COVID is back. It hasn't gone away. I see headlines in the British papers, uh, in the American papers, saying uh, COVID didn't take the summer off. Uh, there's a new variant out there called Eris, and it's on the rise. And everybody's talking about, you know, we could be in for, uh, what would it be now, year four 
of a fall with more COVID cases than we should be comfortable with. So here we go again. No kidding. Okay. So like, why do they think this is happening? Well, you're going to love one of them because you're talking about the big Taylor Swift uh, yes. boomlet that's going on at the moment. So uh, I've seen headlines in both the UK and the US uh, suggesting that um, you can blame this on the surge of people who are crowding into theaters and concert halls for the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer and for Taylor Swift. Now, it does get attention and it got mine. <clears throat> I have been looking around at some of the more level-headed experts on this and they're saying, relax, uh, no, uh, if there is a surge in cases, and surge is probably too strong a word, or, although there is definitely a rise, and there's a new variant. <clears throat> They're saying, no, you know, uh, first of all, immunity is waning again. People had their boosters. They wear off eventually, and we should be looking at new boosters this fall, and we'll be getting them. And they're saying, look, uh, don't blame fans and moviegoers. Uh, all of us are traveling a lot more and traveling longer distances and being exposed to more other people carrying the virus. And it's the surge in travel, the return to more or less normal summer life, and not just uh, picking on a couple of movies and a bunch of Taylor Swift fans. I guess the, the problem here is, too, though, they're warning about the fall. We've heard this so many times before. How many people are going to pay attention? Well, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we're going to have to start talking about it and being aware of it is the first thing. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry has spoken out fairly recently just to say uh, there is going to be a fall booster campaign in British Columbia. She's calling the vaccines that are available. They're still being vetted by Health Canada, but they're the familiar manufacturers of vaccines. And she says, if those are approved, we'll be considering them updates and we'll be telling, starting with high-risk people and my age and immunocompromised and all that, people who haven't been vaccinated, telling all them to get vaccinated, and then the boosters will be available to everybody else. So that's one thing. Uh, and I think also, you know, uh, <clears throat> just awareness uh, that there's a new variant out there. And, you know, this keeps happening. Uh, the virus keeps mutating. And the new variant, uh, you know, we are probably headed, Simi, to a world where you will get a, uh, a vaccine uh, update every year for COVID, just as you do now for influenza. And I see yesterday the that group here in British Columbia, uh, POP, they call them, uh, the uh, Protect Our Province group, which includes some doctors saying should be prepared for a triple whammy of virus infections this fall when the schools go back because you've got RSV and flu and a new variation of COVID. And they're saying we should be thinking again about doing more around masking in schools and air quality in schools and reducing risk for kids in school along with the rest of the population as well. So I think we'll be hearing more about this as, as fall approaches, but uh, it's, you know, we thought it was over and we act like it's over. It's not over. It is not. All right. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Cindy.